I, I, I was thinking about a different sermon for today, but uh, I ran into these, uh, we're doing the Bible study with the kids, Bible class, so I'm going to basically preach kind of what I did with the kids, but for adults. <laughs> so we're going to be talking, about, we're, uh, with the kids, we're learning uh, numbers, we're on the chapter 27 right now, and we're doing... Um, the uh, we're on the part where they're already, you know, uh, on on the River Jordan, uh, right at the edge after uh, almost four years of, of, you know, in the desert and the wilderness and just hanging around. And then there are some things that Moses is about to go away. <laughs> and this is where we are in the time and space right now. So we're basically thousands of years ago in before um, crossing uh, the Jordan River. And um, we're going to read Numbers 27, and verse 2. And, and then he's talking about the daughters of Zelophehad. I'm pretty bad with the names, pronunciations, because it's, uh, I mean, I, I barely, you know, I, my English is, that but my my Hebrew is even worse. So, pardon me about that. But uh, so it says, and they stood before Moses and before Eleazar the priest and before the chief and all the congregation, at the entrance of the tent of the meeting, saying, "Our father died in the wilderness. He has not among, he was not among the company of those who gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah." but died for his own sin, and he had no sons. Why should the name of her father be taken away from his clan? Because he had no sons. Give to us a possession among our father and brother, uh, father's brothers. So Moses brought their case before the Lord, and the Lord said to Moses, The daughters of Zelophehad are right. You shall give them possession of an inheritance among their father's brothers and transfer the inheritance of their fathers to them. And you shall speak to the people of Israel, saying, If a man dies and has no son, then you shall transfer his inheritance to his daughter. And if he has no daughter, then you shall give his inheritance to his brother. I'm going to leave it to that. So, we'll pray. We say, thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you for letting us um, open the scriptures. Um, thank you for um, this beautiful story that, uh, even though it's not so popular, it's so important, and it's, it's amazing how everything connects with the gospel and how everything is, is about you and about what you did for us in the cross. So, so we thank you and we ask you for a blessing to this word and then uh, to bless us and to take away everything uh, that's written and help us uh, understand uh, clearly about uh, what you want to tell us this evening. So we thank you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. So, you know, we leave around we live around different laws. There's laws everywhere. San Francisco especially, 
there's laws for every single thing. There's laws for when to walk the streets, even though it's, we're so familiar with it, we're so used to it that we don't think about it. But it's like we have to, there's laws for like, you can get ticket for jaywalking. <laughs> you can get ticket for like parking, putting your car somewhere for too long. That if you leave somewhere out there, like, like it, it, it's not even important. You, you could have your car, you could have everything over there, and it doesn't matter. But right now in San Francisco, we live in a city where the whole system is thought for a reason. You know, there are laws because they think, people think about things and then they make it so they can work around them. But especially me, where I work in construction, San Francisco is a city where laws are insane. I deal with laws every day and that's my job, basically. I have to go and fix something that doesn't need to be fixed just because the city wants me to fix it. And, you know, there's codes, like, and everything is taught because of, you know, it's a, San Francisco is a potential earthquake city that, you know, everything has to be, like, prepared for any emergencies and anything like that. So that's San Francisco. And, and I, I live, and, but now in San Francisco also, we have laws, and I was actually talking to John about this, and they're making San Francisco a city where it's impossible to drive, to make it as worse as possible so people don't have to drive. So that's why they're closing streets, they're making one-way streets, uh, and, and they're making all these things to, to make ar around it. It's a lot of nonsense. But on top of that, there's laws. I, I was actually researching about this. <laughs> there are some uh, silly and really weird laws in California. I don't know if you ever had um, um, an actual, like, take a look at the weirdest laws in, in, in California. There's one, uh, I mean, there's a city in in the border of Arizona and, and, and California, where it's illegal to wear boots, cowboy boots, unless you own two cows. <laughs> That's how silly it is. Another one, a silly one, is women are not allowed to drive with a house coat. You can get a ticket for that. It, it is actually, you can look it up. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, it's, there, there's other ones. There's uh, um, nobody's allowed to fly a kite over uh, 10 feet in some areas. And this one is, is the craziest one that I have. It's, uh, if you live in Palm Strings, you need to be careful where and where you tear, take if you have a pet camel. Out for a walk, it is illegal to walk a camel from 4 to 6 p.m. So if you want to walk your camel before that time, it's okay. So, and these are real, real. Um, there's other ones, and we could go, like, there's plenty of these silly laws that we don't know why they are there. 
especially in San Francisco, there is one law that is, it is illegal. You can get ticket if you have a basket of bread open for no reason. But so, I mean, I, I just just to so we understand how weird we are, how how silly, and how people make up stuff for some reason that makes no sense. And and some of the some of these laws are old. They were made for a reason. For some reason, they went to there. But in the story of today, like we were reading, there was um, this law of inheritance. They were they, that God was so specific and took His time to actually think about all these laws. And but but it seems like something was off in here. But was God wrong about what he has said before? Or he, or he missed a couple of details. That, that's, that's one thing that we can question about today. So the, uh, the, um, I don't know how bad it is about inheritance, inheritance uh, but in my culture, that's a big deal. That's uh, we go crazy about the, that kind of stuff. I have uh, I don't know if I have spoken to I think John I have talked to you before uh, about how my grandma has issues with like you know her daughters because of inheritance. Like they want to have their their stuff before she dies. <laughs> like it, and it's a big fight and and it it's it's so insane. That, but now there are laws that even the law, even this law that we just read today, is part of uh, the constitution also. That you know, after a will, everybody leaves something and, and, and there's plans. So, so there was a reason why everything happened. But um, so to get in, in the story, I'll be short. I have only three things to say. So, first, so there's. Um, we're talking, there are three things that are important in here. The, the first one is um, the, the part where uh, this woman, these five ladies, I don't know if I can call it young girls, because, I mean, obviously they were not older than 40 because they were in the desert for less than 40 years and you know, they, they hadn't, they didn't come out from, from Egypt. So they were younger than 40, but I think less. Uh, I mean, they were under 25 or 30, something like that. And these girls, they, they went there and they were fighting for, for something that wasn't actually there, you know? You think about it. There were, uh, and this, and uh, um, I, I'm sorry if I didn't explain this part. So, so basically, everything that inheritance that was happening, it was because they were gonna count the people of each tribe, how many people were in each tribe, and then according to how many people there were in each family, they were gonna give him a, a property, like uh, according to the, the the size of the family. So in if a person had, like, let's say, 20 people, they will give him a area where 20 people can have their land, they can grow their stuff and do, do all these things. And then, uh, and then it, it, so on, like, dif different, different areas. But this, 
in this case, they didn't have anything on hand. So everything was like, oh, we're, let's go to make numbers. And this is what, this is what we're going to give you when we get to the promised land, but we're not in the promised land yet. So you see the, uh, the, the image of it, it's like these women at this time, they're fighting for something that's not physically there, but it's just a promise that's going to be given in the future. And they're so eager about it, they're, they, they want it, and they, they think they deserve it, so, so they go in there and they fight for it. And even, you know, when they come to this, it's, um, it, it, there, there's a couple, there, I think the secret gem about this part is not the inheritance that they're looking for, but the faith itself, you know. Many people were there for, you know, for all this time, and they had lost faith in the promised land. They didn't know what they were going to do. Like, some of them were used to already. To the, it says in, also in the scripture that eventually, some people were not even wanting to cross the river. They were okay where they were because they, had, they, they got used to where they, where, what they were doing. And, but these women right here, they had never seen a house before. They've been in the tent for their whole life, but they were hoping, they were they had their minds and their, their, their faith in the promised land where, where they, they, were, they were before. So, so that's, so, so that's the, the key. And one example I could say, um, I don't know how much, uh, uh, if, if you guys, uh, but, but this is what happened to us in our church. So um, we had a big group of people uh, meeting. And um, when I talked to Dolores Park Church, <laughs> it was on February. I was like, hey, you know, we're going to get this house. We're going to get this space. And then so we got to start inviting people to, you know, come and join us and, you know, work together so we can plant the church. And everybody got so excited, pumped up, and everybody's so happy. And then it was I was like, maybe it's going to take a couple months, maybe like two months. That's what they told me. But then February, March, and then April, and and then after two months, everybody that was so pumped up, they were like, oh, is it actually happening? Or is it? <laughs> I mean, I kind of like, then April, and then June, July, August, and I was like, it's happening, but not yet, you know? <laughs> So everybody was like, you oh, know, I don't even know if I want to invite any more people. You know, like they come here and there's no space, like there's nothing. And I, I even I started at, at some point, it's like, is this, this is really going to happen or should I change to another plan or, or do something else or, or you know, figure out, figure out something to, uh, to, to, to find. But then that's a simple example to what happened to us for something that was so small you know like well, I mean it was not small but it was for something like this but it's, it wasn't a promise like these people were having for 40 years they were they were like we're gonna be go to the promised land but it's 40 years and so people had lost faith even the people who came out of Egypt they were like no it's over the, the dream is over it's not happening 
We're not going to make it. But these five girls, they did. They still had faith in that. And you know, sometimes, you know, we talk every week, every uh, John, you know, is so good at it that he talks every week. He talks about, you know, the new heavens and the new earth and stuff. And we're always like, yeah, we're pumped up about it. Yeah, we're going to make it. We're going to, we've got to, you know, fill it up with people. We've got to, you know, work and try to find people to take them to the promised land and to take them to the, uh, you know, the new heavens and earth and, you know, drive into faith and drag and everybody's pumped out. But at some point it's like, it's taking so long. <laughs> you know, when is it happening? You know, there's, you know, things are getting worse and the world is, it seems like it's falling apart. And, you know, when is the promise happening? And, and, but sometimes that's, that's the point. And it's, you know, what I, I don't, um, as, uh, what I see, uh, sometimes we can lose faith in that. So maybe one of uh, messages like this or this kind of story is kind of tell us to don't lose faith in, 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 you know, everything that was promised, everything that's happening is going to happen eventually. You know, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not today, not this week, not this year, but eventually it will happen. You know, we have hopes, we build hopes, and, you know, the, on, on New Year's Eve, and it's like, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to do this, and, I'm, you know, I'm going to do all these things. But then, you know, so far this month, it seems like those promises are gone already. So the same thing, we lose faith is in the greater things, which are the thing. So then, um, this, then I go to the second, you know, and, and this is the second part that I want to get into. It's um, to understand the situation that is actually happening. Um, when we see it in our time, it's pretty normal that we say, ah, oh, these girls were and they went to Moses and all these things. But if we uh, go back in time, during that time, it... it it was uh, it was even more difficult for them, you know. Especially if you read the scriptures, it was like, oh, uh, uh, how many people? Uh, like two hundred and fifty thousand men, you know. Women were basically out of count, and then, and you're putting all these uh, five women trying to talk to Moses was a big thing. So it wasn't like, I'm just going to go around the corner and talk to Moses. If we put it in this way right now, it's like, hey, I'm going to, it's like pretending that a person in prison for something is like, hey, I want to talk to the governor of California right now. It's like, you know, it's not happening. It's, it's not you just ask for whatever it is. You know, it's, it, it's like you have to go through you know, a person and another one and another connection and something else to be able to make it to talk to somebody like that. And especially if you make it, he might not even, like, tell you anything about it or answer what you're doing. Or even worse, that you tell him, hey, I'm going to go, I want to talk to the governor and tell him that there's something wrong in the Constitution. Like... <laughs> That's, that's the case. It's like, hey, hey, there's something wrong. I need my inheritance. Uh, you know, there, it's not written in the, in, the, in the law, but it should. 
It's like the script, whatever God told to Moses is wrong. It's like really, <laughs> it's it, it's that uh, heavy. Is that 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 difficult? The access that they, these women were going to have, but at the same time, you know, it, it gives us a great perspective. And even how small, I mean, how small we are, and we have perfect access to not the governor, but but the actually the creator of everything. And it was because of that, and that's that's where I want to go. That's that's where I want to to go in this. Uh, that's my goal to to tell you uh, that um, the big idea. It's, it's, it's so difficult. But the importance of this text is that we could go different ways in this. And I think many people have done it in different ways also. Like when they read this story, I, have, I was you know, reading and uh, listening to a couple like interpretations of this text and this story. And then most of the people were like, yeah, you know, like, you know, you, if you see something that's unfair, you have to go and protest, you know, and uh, with the power of God, you're going to make it and stuff like that. You know, like, it's not like that. That's not the goal. That's not the purpose of it. That's not the, the, the point why God wanted this story to happen. To, to stay in this scripture. John has taught me, so every time I read a verse, a text, I think he tells you also, that, you know, ask questions about it. Why? Why is it in the Bible? Why, why do we have to read it? Why, what does it have to do with me? Why, how, how am I involved? And how is Jesus? Where, where do I find Jesus in this area? And that's, and that's the perfect. So this, this is not for a text that unfortunately has been used a lot for like you know empowerment and you know going against the the uh, the government and telling oh you know this you guys are wrong you got to you know change all these things because you know that's not fair it's not like that but if we so i want you uh, uh to finish I, I just want to connect the dots of everything um you know selofe had I mean, means uh, firstborn. We're talking about an inheritance in here. We're talking about five women that were not deserving their inheritance. We also talk about a case that's presented to God. And then God answered in giving a solution for this. So that's the case. So if we connect the dots, basically this is, you know, if if you want to if, if if we want to connect with this story, we are those five women. We all are. We don't deserve the inheritance that was given to the God, to God. As far as I know, the inheritance of the kingdom and, you know, the people of God were the Israelites. But us, we're Gentiles. And we're not part of the kingdom that God planned, you know, that, 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 that was in the law. But because of Jesus, because he died, he was the firstborn, the, 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 you know, the, the, the one and only son of God. 
he he died to give in, to share his inheritance to us to each of us and that's the goal that's that, that's the key so when we see this story um i, uh, I what i want you to 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 think about is it's about how god was thinking of everything in, in in this story how god wanted to connect us into the kingdom and how to be part and share the the, the story and share the the kingdom of god with us and live with it and and all those things are because of love and it wasn't because of a law it wasn't because of anything else but his plan was to connect us with him and to love him so so the, it's great and also the part that um, we are you know we're connected we can have access completely without going to to anyone else but to Jesus itself and and connect with God by himself so so that's the message for today so I want you to, to understand we're not we were not supposed to get this inheritance we're not we don't deserve it and it's not because we're people, it's because we're sinners. And because of that, we're all separated from God. But in, in First Colossians uh, uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 2, is, it also says that, you know, we're all, we were uh, receivers of the inheritance of God because of Jesus, because of him. It wasn't because of anything else, but because of him. And we're all connected to him because of that. And that's what it is. So we're going to pray. We say thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you for being with us today and for giving us the opportunity to come and remember that you are the one who, who connected us with God, that you are the one who 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 died and, and who paid for all our sins to, to become uh, your sons, to, to adopt us into your family. And, and even though we were not deserving, even though we were not part of, of, of what you, uh, of the people of God, you could, you, through Jesus you connected and you made us part of it. So we thank you and we bless your name. Amen.